Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. You guys doing good? Well, good. Well, it's good to be back uh, behind the plexiglass. Uh, It is plexiglass. We've had it here for a long time. It's had a lot of wear and tear on it. We've had Bobby Connor behind it. We've had Bill Johnson behind it. We had some pretty wild things happen behind. You have Greg Seamus behind, you know, stuff like that. Um, good. Um, I want to talk to you guys. I'm looking at the clock and I'm praying as I'm stalling. That's what I'm doing. Um, I want to talk to you guys more about this thing called sonship. And I think we got about two weeks, but what I, two more weeks left on it. But what I want to say out of the gate is, is um, this whole idea of sonship is not um, another, another book on a shelf. You know, it's not like, I, you know, we have our study on healing. We have our study on signs and wonders. We have our study on sonship. So the Father's love is the bookshelf that everything else rests on. The more I, um, the more I, kind of, uh, I grow in this whole idea of um, living as a son and daughter... Um, now, other people will say, um, as prince and princesses, um, I tend to say sons and daughters, but this whole idea of living as a son, what that means for me, how I grow in this area of sonship. Um, over the last two years, you know, I, I get excited about what God's doing in me. And no one, I hope, I, well, I hope there's evidence but, but sometimes I'm, I know that God's working in me. I'm gaining revelation, but it's not, it's revelation because I think revelation hits the spirit and then the mind tries to catch up to it. And so when I talk about revelation, I'm talking about God impacting me on the, in the inner man that's transforming me. And there's nothing like knowing that you're being transformed. There's nothing like growing in what the New Testament calls sanctification. Being set apart for God's purposes and his glory. And this whole, this whole, uh, this whole area of, of, of sonship and learning how to live as a, as a son and, you know, son and daughter has... Um, is greatly, I'll just say not past tense, is greatly impacting my life. And I hope that as you grow, it'll impact yours. Um, sometimes, what we, sometimes what we have is we have kind of like a microwave um, Christianity where we feel like God has to do it in 24 hours. And I found out that that fathering, once you have a child, your father is for a lifetime. And when their kids are young, there's a level of, there's growth as a father when they're, they're younger. And as they get older, you continue to father. In fact, you really never stop fathering. If you're a good father, 
if you have a foundation in God and you're raised up children have cho- who have chosen to follow the Lord, the fathering becomes a little bit even more precious because you're beginning to see the, the rewards of your labor, if I can say that. But you never stop fathering. And you'll never stop, really, you'll never stop mothering. When I say fathering, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about both. Parenting might be a good word. And you're stretched as a, you're stretched as a parent. Sometimes your kids come to you and you do not have an answer. And you, amen. And you, and you want an answer, but you might not be able to have that answer. So we talked about like, we, you know, just think back with me for a moment. We talked, we had the three chairs. We talked about that we're not living outside of those chairs. We're actually in the middle of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And the, and the Godhead is not uh, in a, the Godhead is not an org chart that, um, that is, is very uh, corporately laid out. It's actually... Uh, the scripture says um, that the, the Godhead is face to face, like they are actually in communion with each other. And when we're born again, we are brought into that kind of a communion. Now, we know the scripture says that God is love. So the very essence of who God is, is love. It doesn't say God knows about love, is about... It, it, he's, the very essence of who God is, is L-O-V-E, love. And it's not, when I throw the word, when I say the word love, I'm not talking about kind of our definition of love because we have the capacity to love our, our dog and ice cream and God and kind of use the same word. So, so I, I try and define love. I feel the best definition for me around what agape love is, which is the kind of love he loves me with, is seeking the highest good for the object of your love. So in other words, the Father in heaven is always seeking after my highest good, 100% of the time. There is never a time that he's not seeking my highest good. There is never a time when he's not seeking for your highest good. Now, that's hard sometimes when we face trials, right? Can we just be real? And so, so when we hit a trial, when we hit a bump in the road, it's, it's taking what, how God loves me into that perspective and not seeing the trial as something that derails that, but actually getting revelation on how the trial actually fits into it. Because we know that God works everything for good for those who love him. So when Paul is whipped, I think four or five times with 39 lashes, how do we explain that? When Paul is beaten betrayed, thrown in jail, he talks about God as being the God of all comfort. 
When Paul's talking about, uh, let's just use the word evangelism, talking about reaching people for Jesus, he says it's the love of God that compels him, not the law of God. You see, sometimes we evangelize because it's what we're supposed to do. And even though that might fit for a little while in the, in our, in the package of our heart, it really is the love of God that compels us, not the law of God. I can stay in covenant with my wife because I signed a piece of paper. But it's the love for my wife that makes a happy marriage. Well, I need to say that again. It's the love that we have for our spouses that compels us to do for our spouses. Next series, <laughs> marriage and family. <laughs> you see, sonship and understanding who we are as sons and daughters of the living God, listen, has everything to do with how I live in the moment. Living out of the revelation of the Father's love for me has everything to do with every moment of my life. Now, some of us are got question marks. I could see them all over the top of your head. I'm not saying that in the spirit, you know. And so what I thought I'd do today is just talk with you. I don't know how long this will go. Maybe, hopefully, it'll be done today. Maybe it'll tip into next week. But how sonship impacts my everyday life. And I want to talk to you out of the first person, not out of the second person or the third person. You know what I'm talking about? I'm not talking about I have three persons. I want to talk to you out of my own experience, where I'm living at. So when I, when I lay these out, I want to lay them out out of what's going on with me and in me. I'm not preaching at you. In fact, I never preach at you. So I'm looking at what God is doing in me. I'm sharing my life with you. And in response, hopefully, what God is doing in me might impact you. It's kind of a testimony. Is that cool? We're all under construction. No one's perfect. Not even your theology. Okay. When we talk about sonship, when we talk about our identity as sons and daughters, let me give you the first one 
of how this, how this impacts my daily life. And if you want to jot them down, you can jot them down, and I'll move as quickly as I can. You know, you know once you start writing, sometimes you just start, like, really writing. And so I just want to go ahead and lay them out. The first, the first like, let's just say the first impact, when I walk in sonship, I have security. Now, you can call it security. You can call it inner security. I'm not talking about eternal security. I'm talking about inner security. I'm talking about this security. And that's, in defining it, I know that the Father intentionally placed me as a son. I am chosen. I am chosen. Everyone say, I am chosen. I am chosen by a perfect father. And this perfect father knows all my flaws. Yeah? He knows all my flaws. He knows all my inconsistencies. He knows my weaknesses but has enthusiastically and intentionally chosen me to be his son. I am secure because I have been fully approved and fully loved by the Father. Now, that doesn't just need to be taught. It needs to be caught. Once we gain revelation that we're fully accepted, that we don't have to prove ourselves to anybody, that we are fully loved by the Father, in our weakness, how flawed we are, in our inconsistencies, no matter what, the Father loves me completely. That's far different than the world. In the world, we have to continually prove our love. It's better to live from a place of being fully loved than trying to constantly prove our love to others. So the opposite of that is that we live in a place of insecurity. And insecurity is based on fear. Perfect love casts out how much fear? All fear. So the more of a revelation I, un I get of the Father's love for me, the less insecure I become. In other words, insecurity is rooted in fear. But perfect love casts out all fear. Now, it's perfect love that casts out all fear. It's the Father's love that casts out all fear. My insecurities come from a place of my imperfection of understanding Father's love for me. 
Because I am not secure in the Father's love, I find myself being selfish, defensive, I feel threatened, I question others' thoughts and motives, because their love and their approval is what I need to fill the vacancy in my own heart. I hide. So what we do is we put on shouldn't say what we, I didn't say all, did I? What we can do, I'll say that. We could throw our church mask on. And we can come in and we can, we can hide who we are because we're insecure. We're fearful of being rejected. Perfect love casts out all Fear. The more I grow in the revelation of the Father's love for me doesn't give me a license to sin. In fact, the love of God that comes into me actually brings me to a place where I live by, the, by this book. This book, doesn't, this book doesn't control, this book should not be lived outside of the love of God. That's, because, that's, what we get, that's what we get Pharisees. We're trying to live by the law of God outside of the love of God. But when the love of God fills our heart and we begin to walk in the Spirit, Romans chapter 8 talks about we live by the Spirit, the life, anyway, the law of life in Christ Jesus, that's it. Life in the Spirit then what happens, as I live by the love of God, then I begin to fulfill the word of God. The word of God actually defines the love of God. Speak. So when insecurity kind of dominates our lives, that's an indicator that we're lacking in the love of the Father. It's an indicator. It's not, a, it's not condemnation, none of that kind of stuff. We're not perfect. We're all under construction. We're all growing. But when I feel insecure about something, that is a, that is, that's like a, a, a check in my heart there's something missing because I'm dependent on you to fill this need in my life. What makes a strong marriage, back to marriage, is that we both draw from the love of the Father. We're both filled with his love, so now I can serve you. I can, I can actually function for your highest good, not for you to please me. Not for you to fulfill all my needs. When I do that, I have created an idol in my spouse and an expectation that she will never be able to meet, ever. But we have marriages like that all over our country. It's because 
the impact and the revelation of who we are as sons and daughters and the love of God that comes into our heart that actually transformed me to love you unconditionally. I can't do that on my own. Will not work. That's why Jesus says there will be rivers of living water flowing out of you. Rivers cannot flow out of you unless they're first flowing into you. That's why Ephesians 5.18 says to be continually filled with the Spirit. So titles, positions, and control become real important to me in my insecurity for the worth and the value I need. I'll protect it. An insecurity is one of the greatest, I don't know, I'll just say, I don't want to call it a poison, but it, it wreaks havoc in our relationships. When I'm filled with the love of God and I'm secure in His love, I'm not looking for titles. I'm not looking for positions. I'm talking about in the context of church life. Let's just use that. I'm not being driven. I'm being led. A shepherd never drives sheep. He leads them. So when I'm feeling driven and I'm feeling, and I, I feel like I need, and it's, it's this barometer thing that, that there's, something, there's something wrong that I need to have corrected and many, much of the time it's that I'm not perfected or the love of the Father is not, is not that, that water isn't running into that room of my life. Well, PG, really? Sonship is all, yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's only number one. If we can get to a place of security in the Father's love, many of our relationships would be healed. Why? Because we're not, I'm not solely drawing on you to fulfill this area of my life. Now, I'm not saying that, that God doesn't use people to bless people. And so I will gladly pour into your life and I'll gladly encourage you and you encourage me out of this fountain of the love of God in me. So what happens is when I live in this place of insecurity, I'm empowering you to meet all my needs out of my own fear, of my own lack. I don't want to live like that. That's unfair to you. Now, do I need to be encouraged? Everyone needs encouragement, right? But I want, my, I want that encouragement come, to come to me out of this place of me not even expecting it. It's just given because it's coming out of your heart. People who have security, I mean, locked in security, 
Sometimes they're your, they're your, they're your greatest encouragers. Amen. Glory to God. So security in the Lord allows me to give love away without expecting anything in return. That's what makes it unconditional love. It's love without expectation. That's kind of hard to do. Our world is driven by a love with an expectation. I scratch your back and you scratch mine. I do this and I expect you to do that. When we're secure in our sonship and who we are, I can love you without you even loving me. That's why Jesus says, love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. Are you kidding me? I want to throw things at my enemy. I want to hurt my enemy back. That's our natural tendency. But Jesus wasn't functioning from a place of insecurity. He was functioning out of a place of perfect union in love with the Father. That's why he can say it. Wow. I mean, some of the things that Jesus said were like, hmm. I wish that wasn't in the Bible. (laughs) Hey, Jesus, how many times am I supposed to forgive that person? Up to seven times, which was the law. Up to seven times? No. How about 70 times seven? What? How? He's in perfect union with the Father. He is the model of, say, true sonship. So I want to be secure in the Father's love, and I want to grow in that. How do I do it? We'll get to the rest of this next week, because I'm only on one, point one. Crazy. I try. I really do. How do I do it? Well, the first thing you have to admit is you can't. You have to receive his love, not earn it, not strive for it. So you have to posture yourself in this position of, Father, I'm insecure. Maybe you won't say it that bluntly, but there's areas in my life that are void of the fathering love of God inside of me, and I have these, I'm fearful, I can't be authentic around people, I I feel like I'm putting on a mask, I, I just can't be who I am. And then I have these expectations on people, and then I'm jealous. I don't tell anyone I'm jealous, but 
someone, someone is honored or someone is something and I feel it and when someone's blessed, I, I, I'm, I'm jealous of their blessing. I wish they were never blessed. How could they be blessed? Look at them, you know? <laughs> and we, and there's, 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 Lord, there's envy in my heart. There's things in my heart. I just, and I don't like it. And I'm telling you guys, perfect love casts out all fear. That is not just a nice little scripture verse we tuck away somewhere in the New Testament. That's, that means then that when love hits my heart, I am not afraid. I'm not insecure. And, and just kind of wrapping it up, just think about this for just... Okay, let's just travel together for 30 seconds. Let's just take right where you live, right? Let's just take, let's just take your, your very, just take your family. I'm talking, you know, I'm, right now I'm talking to moms and dads and have kids and those who are married and, or even your friendships, we can broaden it. When I am in the Father's love, then I'm, I'm receiving first everything I need in God. Must work on this in the future. I'm receiving everything I need from the Lord. When I talk about that, I'm talking about like, you know, I'm talking about the, the very areas of my life the very loving areas of my life where I can actually now wake up in the morning and love my family unconditionally. Not because I have to because I'm a good believer. I'm trying to get you to understand that maybe you all understand and maybe I'm trying to convince myself. Not talking about that. I'm talking about it's flowing from here. It's not love your wife, love your wife, the word love your wife, love your wife. Okay, I understand the word, but it has to flow out of love. You're not going to get jealous of your friends, you're not going to get jealous in relationships. I remember in Bible college, I had this, I keep going back to this one encounter. I, I've never had an encounter like this after, after, since then. And I was thinking about this this morning. It actually just came to my mind. And it's come to my mind probably four or five times this year. And I was going to Bethany Bridal Bible College. And it was in Scotts Valley, near Santa Cruz, praise God. And I don't know if I was... I was dating somebody. Okay, that's another story. Not Wendy. Anyway, I'm not going to even go there. I, anyway. You know, and like we like broke up. You know that? And it wasn't... <laughs> good, good answer. Wow, I needed that because I was insecure. Um, and, and we, like, we broke up, you know, and, 
one of the things I always disliked was God told me to, you know, because then like God didn't tell me. God told you, God, you're unfair, you know, so uh, usually that's just a cop out. So it is, it is. We'll talk, I'll do the, we'll do a young adult meeting and I'll talk about that. So, uh, where was I at? Oh, so I remember going to chapel. We had chapel every day. Can you imagine? And some of those chapels I just fell asleep in. I'm sorry. I just, you pull an all-nighter, you do all your, you know, your studies and everything. And I came out, I, I just remember being in, I think I was in chapel, and the Lord encountered me. I think it was complete. I was just wasn't like even really praying. We had broken up. So maybe that's, you know, when you break up, you go back to God, right? So, God, I need you, you know. She's so this and that. Okay, so, um, so usually that's what happens. Like when they break up, I'm, you know, I'm going to, anyway. And the, the love of the Father, like, I, I don't know, I, I couldn't put words around it. I just felt like, there was, a, there was something that came into my heart that I can completely love this, this person that we just broke up with. I can completely love her without any strings attached. Like, love her as a sister in the Lord. So we'll just... And there was something that came over me for the next, I would say for the next two or three days, there was this supernatural love that I can't, I, I just can't, exp- I couldn't explain it. And I, I didn't, it sounds kind of weird even talking about it, but it's like you love, you love, you really love everyone around you with God's heart. I don't know how else to explain it. What I want to, the point I'm bringing, I'm bringing up as we close today is that it was an impartation. It wasn't me laboring over the word, telling myself it was, and that there's nothing wrong with the promises of God. I'm just saying that there was a, there was an, impartation that hit me right here that allowed me to love this person completely unconditionally without any strings attached period and then we got I got involved in ministry right there was never there was never a class there was never a course nor a class on the father heart of God never was and I, this is what I said in the school last week know it's interesting is that the main mission of Jesus was to bring us to the Father, and there's not one class in Bible college on the Father heart of God, not one. But that was the mission of Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by, by me. What I'm saying is this, point one. You don't have to live in your insecurity. Now we're all no one's going to arrive, you know. We're not going to totally arrive, but we can get better. And I would just start with, I would just meditate over Romans 5.5. 5. I've been saying that often. Where when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the love of the Father cascades into our heart. And I'm thinking a lot about like even children. The Lord says you got to come to him as a child. Sometimes children, they, they just run to their dad and say, Daddy, I mean, I just remember yesterday, we were, we were at uh, Andrew and Hannah's house. It was, oh, it's Andrew's 30th birthday today. You guys make sure you tell him big 3-0. I forgot. 
So I remember Samuel was out in the backyard, all these kids were playing, and he just starts, Samuel's uh, our oldest, no. Yeah, really? Okay, make sure I'm right. Um, six years old, he got stung by a bee in his ear. So he's holding his ear and he's crying, and where does he go? It was mom and dad. Mom and dad didn't lecture him. Mom and dad didn't say, let me tell you about the love of the father. <laughs> mom and dad put their arms around him, asked him what's wrong. How did it happen? And he's just, I mean, he's crying like, you know, <laughs> you know that kind of cry. It was like, it was like, you know, down here, right? And the longer that they held him, the more it all dissipated. In about three or four hours, no, three or four hours, three or four minutes later, he's resting in his dad's love. He's resting in his parents' love. And really, male and female make up who God is. See, the Father wants to bring you into a place of security. I don't know how, I can't teach, how do you teach security? You have to experience the Father's love in order to gain it. This is just the first thing, but how would that impact your work? How would that impact your witness? If you're living from a place of security. If you don't, if you really want to know what that looks like, read the Gospels. Read the Gospels. Security allows someone to put a crown of thorns on your head. Wow. I, won't, I don't even want that. I admit, I'm glad Jesus did it. Security doesn't exempt me from trials. But when I'm secure, I, I, I doubt far less the love of God. I'm imperfect, so I, I will question. Like, what are you doing right now? Anyone ever done that? Like... That's why I fall back Isaiah. His ways are higher, his thoughts are greater. But I do know this. He always has my best interests in mind, even when I flat out do not understand. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you ever seen tapestry? When they weave it, if you look on one side, it's a mess. If you look on the other side, it's a work of art. Sometimes all I see is the mess. And on the other side, that's what he sees. It's the work of art. Amen. Let's stand. Perfect love casts out all fear. When you stand, you're not just standing as a, a human being. I mean, you are. But you're actually, if you're born again, you're a son and daughter.
of a perfect father who knit you in the womb of your mother and knows you intimately. If you gain revelation on that, you'll live in this place of peace and trust and you'll be able to give your life away like Jesus said because his life is being poured into you. You can be that husband and you can be that father, you can be that employee, you can be that manager, you can be that CEO, you can be all those things and do it effectively because the Father's love is being poured into you so you can love people freely. So Lord, I just pray across this room, would you take your hands out and just put them out like this and just like a kind of in receive mode if you'd like. And I just want you to take a moment and let's just, let's just take Romans 5.5 5 and just pray it. Lord, just fill me with the love of the Father right now. Just ask, ask the Father to fill you really with the Holy Spirit, which carries his love. Just go ahead and ask him. Like, like verbally ask him, not, not in your own heart. Just say, Father, fill me with your love. I want to be secure in the love of the Lord. I want to be secure in the love of the Lord. I want the fullness of God to dwell in me. Father, I pray that you, you release it into our heart like a river. I just want to take a moment. This is the last thing, and then we'll have our ministry teams here. I don't... As the Father's love is being poured into your heart, would you just take a moment and forgive yourself? I think there are people here who have asked the Lord for forgiveness. And if you need to do that, do that. But we also have to let ourselves off the hook. It doesn't mean we avoid, we have, we have, sometimes we'll have to hit the consequences of that, but I'm talking about from this place of our heart where we forgive ourselves for what we've done. Sometimes we're, we're our, own, our own worst enemies. Sometimes we're functioning as the accuser of the brethren. We keep accusing ourselves when the Lord has already released us and forgiven us. So Father, forgive us of all the things that we've done as the Holy Spirit brings it to our hearts. But Lord, I, give, I ask that you would give me this, uh, put it in my heart to forgive my, myself for what I did. I want to live as a son and daughter. I don't want to imprison my own life when the prison doors are actually opened. You don't have to stay there. Walk in that place of freedom. Yes. 
at liberty. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Very good. So we have Jordan. Jordan I'm closing. Is coming up. What's up? We just give him a hand. That was good, right? Come on. That was good. Just, just a few things before we go. Um, for one, uh, week one of intro is today. And so if you want to get plugged in just to this amazing family that we have here, uh, just go to the connections desk in the front, which is the first desk you see when you walk through the main doors. Gabrielle or somebody will be out there for you to sign you up, get you a coffee, and then we'll get that started. Um, but besides that, when I was praying, <clears throat> I think that was the only announcement that we have. So, but before we go, when I was praying, what Holy Spirit wanted to do uh, just at the end, I always go after healing uh, because he's always moving in that way. And so um, is there anybody that has pain in their right rotator cuff? Anybody? If it's you, we can raise your left hand or your right one. That's fine. So right here in the back and in the back. Okay. So we have three hands. So we're the ministry team, right? We're, we're able to pray. We're able to lay hands on people. And so if that's you, raise your hand. Let's get a few people around them. We're going to pray here in a second. There's one more. Um, just, did anyone have an injury from a car accident that still is causing pain nowadays? Over here in the back as well. We have two more in the back. Okay. And right here. If we can just get some people around them to pray, we're just going to pray for healing really fast. Um, and then we'll be good. If that's you, keep your hand up so that we can get people around you. We can keep it really simple. We can keep it, a lot of times Jesus just said, rise and walk. He didn't, he didn't say too much. It's already the Father's heart to bring healing. So just release it over him. Just say, Father, we just release healing over each one of these bodies. In the name of Jesus, we just, we just step into the fulfillment and the promise that you already have, that you already paid for. And we just say, all pain be gone right now in the name of Jesus. You have no place in their bodies. And so full restoration come, full restoration come. Now, if, if that's you, go ahead. If you can test it out, just test it out a little bit and see how you're feeling. How do you guys, anyone feel any percent better? 50%, 20, I would say, we guys, we could start at 20. 20%, anyone 20% better? 10%, 5%, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Let's, we're going to pray again. I felt like it was on the Lord's heart, so we're going to go after it again. Yeah, we just release your love, Father. We release your healing. We just speak to the, the, the right rotator cuff right now. We just say, be made whole in the name of Jesus. We speak to any, any pain uh, in the body due to a car accident. We just say complete healing and pain be gone right now in the name of Jesus. It says that by your stripes we are healed. So we step into that promise. We step into that fulfillment. Right now with each one of these that has pain in their body, we just release healing. We release healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go out. Go ahead and test it again. See how you're feeling. How are we feeling? Everyone feeling better? We feel we got one? Come on now. That's awesome. Come on. Come on. God's good. 
Anybody else? Anybody else? 50%, 30%? In the back? Come on. That's awesome. Come on. That's good. He's, we do this because it's, it, it's really an example for me. Healing is an example of the Father's love for his kids. He doesn't have to do it. He just does it because he loves us. And so um, that's good. We just give the Lord a clap offering. Come on. That's good. We're right on. Go ahead and and say hello to somebody, maybe that you don't know. Give them a hug unless they're sick. Don't give me a hug. I'm in a ministry team. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe. And thank you for listening.